Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. This is episode 14 already. On a side note, I want to thank all of you who have taken the time to send encouraging emails or DMs in the last few weeks. Um, on the personal side, you may notice that my schedule is a little off because I had surgery two weeks ago on my foot and... They basically sawed my first metatarsal in half, removed a piece of it, screwed it back together, and shaved off the other side. So, yeah, it's been a little bit of a doozy just sitting in my recliner with my foot elevated, being waited on. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. <laughs> Best nurse in the history of the world. But today's episode is really special because I have my friend Jenny Geranix with me. Jenny is an incredible psychic medium out of Ontario, Canada. And this episode is really more like eavesdropping in on a conversation between two friends discussing their experiences with spirit, within readings, and opinions on the afterlife based on what we receive in our meditations and within the readings, what spirit tells us and tells our sitters. We discuss the enormity of the soul and the miracles that lie within our daily experiences within this work. It's, it's really fun. So please help me welcome Jenny Geranix out of Ontario, Canada. Jenny can be found at jennygeranix.com. That's J-E-N-I-J-U-R-A-N-I-C-S.com. She can be found on Instagram at Psychic Medium Jenny Geranix. She has the podcast called Spirit Talk, which can be found anywhere you do receive your podcasts. And have a listen, you guys. Enjoy. This is fun. Jenny, welcome to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. It's great to see you again. Hi. Hi. <laughs> let's start. Let's start at the beginning. Let's start. Let, tell me your origin story. Like, do, have you always been intuitive? Have you always been psychic? Have you, what was it like as, what was it like when you were little? Well, I would say that I have always been very intuitive, empathic, I think as many mediums are as children. I was always very, and always have been very interested in, you know, ghost stories and all of the paranormal stuff as a kid. I loved when there would be psychics on talk shows. <laughs> that was my favorite. Yes. I'd come home mm -hmm. after school. And if, if I knew there was going to be a psychic on a talk show, I would definitely tune in. But I think I didn't exactly know how it all worked as a kid. And so it was challenging to be very sensitive and open and, um, you know, feeling so much about other people. 
But in terms of spirit, I wouldn't say that I have a ton of childhood experiences that were very obviously spirit communication that came later. So, uh, yeah. Was it spoken about in your family? Did, did your, it wasn't a thing. No, we, we, I I wasn't raised religious or anything like that. There was never like a taboo around it. My parents are both very spiritual in their own ways, Uh, but no, it wasn't discouraged or encouraged in any way. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what was the impetus in life? When did it, when did you finally figure out, oh, this is what's happening? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say it was after my grandfather passed away. So I had lost other family members and friends and grandparents in my younger years and teenage years. But when my grandfather passed away in my thirties, that was the first person that I lost that I was close to, you know, and that was the first time where I really started questioning, wait a second, where did he go? What, what, you know, where is he now? Mm -hmm. And I always believed in the afterlife, of course, but I think I had some beliefs that weren't necessarily in line with how mediumship worked and, and what the afterlife experience is what I have come to believe is really like now. And so, so yeah, my grandfather passed away. Uh, It was about two years after that I reached out to another medium for my own reading. And while I was there, a lot of pieces clicked into place (laughs) of like, Oh, this is how this works. I just didn't know how it worked. Sure. So you know, learning from that and then going home and researching like crazy. How I old were you? Uh, what was I? 32. Oh, okay. So you got yeah. it later in life too. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's been about six years now that I've been doing this full time and it happened very quickly after that. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, a lot of pieces connected. And And now looking back, I can see that I had been searching for kind of my purpose all this time. And I always knew when my grandfather passed that we would be closer after he passed, which never made any sense to me at all. That's a really weird thing to say, right? Wait till someone dies to be close to them. Never made sense, but I could feel that intuitively. And, and that's the way it is now. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, we have quite a parallel experience because my grandmother passed in 2002 and we were really, really, really close. And, and, and I too, um, I had this just knowing that, that she was still around. She was still here. She was, you know, just on the other side or heaven or whatever anybody wants to call it. And, and I knew the relationship didn't end. I, I knew that, that it just, it continued on with me and I would talk to her all the time. And I just felt that relationship and that bond continue to grow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And yeah. So, so I, I get that. Yeah. I, that's interesting. Okay. So, so afterwards, when you started to put two and two together, you said that you were starting to research and read, what were you, where were you guided? Well, I took to the internet (laughs) as as we all do these days. I, for me, I knew that this was going to be something because, you know, on top of the reading and everything that happened there, there were just a lot of synchronicities happening in my life. All signs were pointing to 
learn about this, but I'm very skeptical. I'm very independent, I suppose is the way to put it. And I didn't really want to learn from someone and I didn't want to, to just read a book and take it as the ultimate truth and believe that and then develop like bad habits or Mm -hmm, things that just mm -hmm. didn't actually fit for me. So what I would do instead of like reading a ton of books was just listen to interviews of other mediums Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how it went for them and what it was like for them. And, you know, YouTube, there's tons, podcasts, whatever, just like this. And I, instead I would tune into their experience and see, is that how it feels for me? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I really just asked for spirit to guide me. I didn't mm-hmm. want, like I said, I didn't want to train with anyone just yet. And, and I feel that was exactly right for me. So when you ask spirit to guide you, do you remember the synchronicities that kind of fell into your path that like, Tell us about some of those synchronicities that are just magical, you know? Yeah. Well, so I started to see hawks. And so now I call hawk my spirit animal. Uh, Whenever I would say, give me a sign, am I supposed to do this? It would be like, not just a hawk flew by. It would be like a hawk would land on a tree five feet away from my face. (laughs) So they were very (laughs) obvious signs. And Uh, You know, I would also, I would say, you know, am I supposed to help people with this? And 30 seconds later, I would get a message from someone asking for help, you know, with energy healing or so it was very much just immediate. It it was a time, you know, I wish it was still like that. It's not always like that now, but no, it's not. You're right. You know, you come in phases, it comes and goes when you feel super in alignment. Right. But there were just so many little things like that, that I, uh, I couldn't ignore it. It, and it just felt like a presence. It just felt like this, you know, when you kind of sit in the power and you have that loving energy surrounding you, it felt like I had two spirit hands on my back, pushing me forward gently but saying, you can't stop. You have to keep going. You have to keep doing this. So that's what I did. Oh, that's beautiful. Like when you opened up, when you, when you, when you, when you finally realized what was happening, can you remember your first real experiences with spirit? I can very vividly, actually. Tell me about those first experiences because um, they're just, they're so magical and they're so meaningful to us in our journey as we start to like open up and open our eyes to there's this big aha, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after this reading that I had and this crazy research that I was doing, you know, when I say research and learning, it was like, I wasn't sleeping (laughs) because I was like super obsessed and (laughs) I had come to just believe that, okay, if they can do it, so can I, I have a brain, I'm a spirit in a physical body I'm just going to believe in myself, but I still hadn't actually done a reading. (laughs) So here I am like walking around calling myself a medium, but I'd never (laughs) actually done it. And so one day I was 
at the beach with a friend and our children were swimming and I didn't know her super well. So I didn't know everything about her. And she just asked me what I've been up to. And I told her, well, I think I'm a psychic medium. And I've been learning a lot about that lately. And it wasn't, you know, of course, you sometimes have to choose who you share this stuff with based on how you think they might react. But she was very intrigued. You know, not her everyday thing, but she said, oh, I'm intrigued. And I said, would you like a reading right now? (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, why did I say that? Oh, boy. So... So instantly I closed my eyes and I had um, a flash in my mind's eye of a sunflower. And so I just said, I'm seeing a sunflower. And then right away, I saw a flash of a birdhouse and I said, I'm seeing a birdhouse. And then after that, I felt this presence of a woman with me, an elderly woman. And I, in my mind's eye, again, a flash of a body part that was black. And I knew that this was just symbolism for she had cancer in her uterus. And so I just said that to her and I had this full body experience of this is true. And I opened my eyes and my friend was crying and she said, that's my grandmother. Uh, I just sent my grandfather sunflowers for his birthday yesterday. And Last year, I sent him a birdhouse (laughs) and my grandmother had uterine cancer. And so, you know, it was that quick. It was over because we both started crying and I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? (laughs) And that was it. But I knew without a doubt, like I didn't make this up. I wasn't pulling it out of her mind. You know, Mm -hmm. it was very magical. The feeling, and I'm like, I almost have that same feeling now just talking about it. Yes. Of touching someone else's soul and a spirit person coming and touching my soul like that. Mm-hmm. I was instantly addicted. Like there's you you can't I don't think get that feeling any other way in life and to be able to be in the middle of that. Oh. It's I'm sure you know, right? It's yeah. Uh, yeah. The best feeling. It's it, it just It is. It, it's it's really indescribable because we participate in miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when, when our soul is blending with that other soul and the soul to soul communication is happening, just like you're just like you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even find the, it's everything. <laughs> I can't I even find the word. I know. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Um, okay. What happened next? So from there, I, again, that kind of like invisible force of keep doing this, keep putting yourself out there. I um, was invited to do a group reading. (laughs) So again, I don't even really remember how all these pieces fell into place, but it was like, oh, I hear you are practicing this. Would you like to come practice here? And so it was a small group. It was just five, five of us. Mm And, and you know, it went from there. Honestly, I did that group. I left there knowing like, I'm not making this up. I'm not crazy. This is real. Five different people were, you know, like moved by their readings. It wasn't just general stuff. Yes. And so I, you know, I started putting myself out there 
uh, on social media and people were showing up right away. And so I know that that's not always the best advice <laughs> for for every medium, yes. but I I do feel I wouldn't have been guided to do that if I weren't ready. And, Completely agree. Yeah, it weren't the right time, right? And it's not like as if I didn't have any kind of spiritual. Like I was already doing Reiki for. 15 years at that time, like, you know, this was already a huge part of my life, but just the, how I was using my sensitivities showed up and it was like, boom, let's go. So, and it just shifted. It just shifted from Reiki to to mediumship. Yeah. And same with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You had the Reiki story too. It's, it's the gateway. (laughs) Like, Oh my gosh. I I, I want to seriously. Yeah. If you, if you want to develop your psychic abilities, do Reiki first, like just Mm -hmm. do that, get a sense of energy. And yeah. Yeah. We have a very similar story. Don't we? I love it. It, it, I do too. It's, it's fascinating because although I think most people that I know, colleagues, friends, mediums, psychics doing this. It seems like most of them have this, have the story of, Oh, you know, I saw my grandparents in my crib. Yes. Um, but more and more and more of us are, are experiencing similar stories like what you and I experienced with the Reiki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, some people open up, you know, after a serious trauma, um, a death in the family or a serious illness, or maybe a near death experience, or, you know what I mean? It's like, there's yeah. so many, there's so many of us that are just coming into it's this, this contract that we have had before we got here. And, and, you know, when it's time, you know, heaven will knock on your front front door. And if you don't answer, they go to the back door. And if you don't yeah. answer, they're banging at the windows. <laughs> That's so true. It is yeah. true. So I think it's amazing that you like so quickly you went into a group setting. That is it. That's incredible to me. It's incredible. And just so strong about it. So courageous about it. My first, you know, I started consciously, even though I opened up over 15 years ago, I started consciously working with the mediumship three years ago. And after, after barely two to three months of practicing, I was at a platform class in Los Angeles, you know? Um, And I was terrified I mean, terrified. <laughs> um, so uh, kudos to you for just like, hey, I can do this, you know, <laughs> because oof, my heart was racing. I mean, yeah. so was mine. I mean, <laughs> I get quite nauseous and I still get nauseous. So now I know like that's not going away. So <laughs> for anyone, you know, struggling to get past that, like waiting to not feel those physical reactions, your heart rate, your you know, butterflies in the stomach, that's probably not going away. I'm sure you still have that, right? When I started uh, through COVID, when I was like, okay, I got to get in front of people. I got to start practicing with groups. So I started practicing with groups on Zoom. And the first one I did, there were five of us, just like you, there were five of us. And I was terrified. I mean, I was so terrified before it started. I was like feeling like almost like faint, I have never fainted, but it's imagine, I imagine that's, I was probably close, you know, my heart was racing. I was sweating. I was, um, I I was seeing like little stars in my vision, you know, and, and I sat down, I just took some deep breaths and I did it. Right. I did it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I did it. And after that, I said, all right, heaven, here's the deal. I will continue doing this, 
but you have got to take this away from me. You've got to take this away from me. And, and I have not experienced it since. Wow. I get, I get nervous. I get nervous, but I think the nerves, I think the nerves are are good. They keep us on our toes, right? The nerves keep us on our toes, but, but I don't experience that fear. Oh, that debilitating fear is gone. So that's great. Good. Yeah. It's, it's helpful. It's really helpful. Do you feel like the, the kind of like nerves or that kind of rush of energy is actually spirit and, and are adding to that? Yes. The unknown scary thoughts. Absolutely. Actually, it's meant to be more of an, of a feeling of like excitement. Excitement. I was going to say that. Absolutely. They're the same. I do. (laughs) I think it is excitement that we're feeling. Um, our little self, the ego is, you know, what's afraid and, and panicking, you know, spiraling on your inside. Um, but that doesn't have to happen because when you are able to reframe it as excitement, not only that, one thing I have come to understand is because we are so sensitive, we're picking up on the feelings of the people in front of us too. Yeah. And we're picking those people, those sitters are nervous and excited and have anxiety, who's going to come through, um, you know, if they experience trauma with somebody and they're afraid that person might come through, mm-hmm. that's, you know, they're not, that's, yeah. And, and that, that made a lot of sense to me, you know, when I was like, oh, I am, I'm, cause we were super empathic, you know, we're super empathic and we're dialed in to these people with the intention having been set when we made this date. Right. So we're feeling it all. And mm-hmm. I think it's coming to really realizing okay, it's not all me. It's not all mine. I don't need to feel all this. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to be nervous. And I know that when I show up, spirit's going to show up and it's all good. Yeah. Spirit always shows up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, do you, speaking of spirit showing up, what is life like for you in normal life? Like when you go to parties, when you're out and about, when you are touring a really old a castle or abandoned building. You know what I mean? What, what's life like for you when, in, in, with that? I would say pretty normal for the most mm-hmm. part. I think, you know, having the advantage of this coming on later in life, you know, I had all those years where I'm sure there were things happening, but I wasn't consciously opening up to it. So for the most part, super normal. Uh, I would say definitely, you know, the old buildings, I get really queasy and all of that, but I, I, I think I have really good boundaries <laughs> with spirit mm-hmm. and spirit mm-hmm. really respects that I'm not bombarded all the time. I think, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to bed at night and thinking about a reading that's coming tomorrow, sometimes I'll have the awareness that someone might be standing beside me just kind of checking in, you know, I'm yep. trying to trying to learn my mind ahead of time. I, I have yep. had those experiences where, you know, there was a woman who, who was coming the next day and, and her husband was in spirit and he was there beside me. And I could tell he was so excited and so desperate to speak to his wife that he, he came early <laughs> to be sure that I could see him. I've had those experiences, but it's never about them, you know, trying to bombard me or anything like that. Right. It's, it's it's about 
you know, I know she's going to be okay with this because there's a reading tomorrow and and I just want to just want to make sure it'll work. Things like that. Um, yeah, a gathering with a lot of people, I do feel overwhelmed often. I, I do feel that I need to kind of zip up my energy, if that's the way we can say it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not looking. I, I'm, you know, I do a lot of readings in a day. So by the end of the day, I'm not like, I'm yeah. not looking to do that. So it's off right? Like the switch is off. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I completely understand. Um, when, when he showed up the night before Mm -hmm. next to your bed. So that happened to me too. Really? When I was, when I was getting started, but no, not, not by the bed. So in the, like, I would have readings lined up from say 11 AM to, to two or three, you know, just one right after another. And they would show up, they'd line up when I was in the shower. So I'm in the shower and I can, I mean, and, and they're all like, Hey, you know, and there's a line and, and I can just sense there's just one right after another, like a single file line. And I can see, you know, the man, woman, woman, man, woman. And, and I see, you know, the, the identifying factors. And, and it was fascinating to me because they were lined up in the order that my readings were set up for that day. <laughs> I've had that too. I I have had that too, not for a long time, but I remember that. And in the shower, yeah, (laughs) like craziest thing. When I was in the shower today, I was like, I can't start every reading like this. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's so good. It's it's, because it shows it it shows you when that happens when you're not trying to connect with spirit. It shows you that our loved ones are reaching out to us all the time. Right. And they Mm -hmm. do know what we're doing. They can see us. They do know that you have a reading scheduled and that you're hoping to hear from them. And they are making efforts to get our attention, even if it means showing up when the medium's in the shower. Like Absolutely. (laughs) I'm all, Hey guys, (laughs) they don't care. (laughs) No, they don't. (laughs) Not at all. Uh, And I didn't care. You know, I'm like, all right you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be getting together in a couple hours, you know? Yeah. Um, I love hearing, I love hearing experiences with other mediums and what their, what their days were like in those moments, because it's so common, you know, it's so common and, and, and yet different. I mean, we all have different experiences, but it's like that, the, that movie, uh, what is that movie called? The same kind of different it's, it's, you know, it's the same kind of different as me and, and it's, it's similar, but it's not, but then it is, you know, mm-hmm. what is your feeling and your connection with spirit guides? Do you feel like that you have a team on the other side that works with you, that helps you, that nudges you and guides you? What is, what's your experience with them and how did you get to know them? I do have some guides that I occasionally work with. I don't, I don't rely on them a whole lot. I did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, And I had, I had three that I felt were very um, involved in guiding me as a medium, but I don't necessarily you know, I've heard other mediums say, I ask my guide to let the spirit people come in and my guide will get them lined up for me. And I don't have that. I don't have that experience. I do have 
and it sounds weird, but it feels as though it's my future self that is also guiding me here now. And so a lot of times I will reach out to that version of myself, whether that. I love that. Yeah. And it feels like me a really, really, really long time from now. Like (laughs) when, who knows what humans look like? I don't know. There just seems to be a very far away feeling with her. But when I ask her, you know, who are you? And, And all of this, she just says, I'm future you. And I wonder sometimes if a lot of our guides really are just versions of ourselves and, and, you know, they show up in some sort of archetype way so that we can, you know, recognize them or, or, you know, attach a certain meaning to what they're helping us with. But I don't really need that, I guess. I I Mm -hmm. think I, uh, you know, there are times when maybe I'm going through challenges in my own life where I do say, okay, I need a sign again. I need something. But I think that I think of my guides as whoever these invisible helpers are (laughs) guiding me. I don't need to know. I don't need a name. I don't need to see them. I just feel that. And that's, that's how I work. I love your description about your future self. Mm -hmm. Like for me, when I feel into that, I, I, I have something similar, you know, I have something similar with myself. For me, I see it as more of my, my soul, my pure self, my pure self, my, the, the, the wise, pure sense of spirit that we are Mm -hmm. that coincidentally, not coincidentally, well, coincidentally feels very similar to what you were saying, feels far away, feels really far away, really big, Mm -hmm. really wise. And um yeah higher Again, perspective higher absolutely. self completely yeah. high self soul um future yeah it it really yeah. makes sense again it's that same kind of different you know what i mean that's yeah. exactly yeah. what we were just saying it's the I same kind it. of different as me yeah so this is a question that i get often so i'm wondering what is your belief after after so many readings and all of this spiritual experience what is your belief that the other side is like, like, where do we go? What are we doing there? What's happening? How can you, what do you think? I believe that because we're non-physical at that point, that we are very free. And I envision unlimited possibility Truly unlimited. Right. I have a hard time trying to visualize. I don't think we can as physical humans. I don't think we can visualize what a spirit looks like because I don't think they look like anything. So when we're connecting with someone who did live a physical life, they're just showing us an image of that. I don't believe that's what they still look like right? Because they can mm-hmm. show up at any age. I'm sure you've had, yep. Yep. you've had someone show up as, you know, someone in their thirties when they were 80 something, when they passed, I've yes. had yep. that. So I know that, you know, they can show up however they want. I feel that 
because time is an earth thing, mm-hmm. it's very hard as well to picture, you know, did someone when they passed, did they need to go through some healing? Did they need to, you know, and then there's that whole life review situation, which mm-hmm. I find hard because we're looking at, at like, okay, well, they passed on, you know, April 27th. And so would they be done their life review by now? Like it doesn't work that way. Like, <laughs> no, trying to like, trying to put it into earth, earth. It's timeline. not linear time. There's yeah. no linear time. Yeah. So I struggle with that just because we're, I'm here in this body. Right. But when I, when I, you know, have meditated on that or have been shown certain things, it's like a, I feel this like spherical movement, spiraling, graceful, beautiful, soft, bright energy that is the container, but not a container, but you know what I mean? Sure. For all of the cool stuff that can happen, (laughs) all of the beautiful (laughs) things of the earth, all of the miraculous you know, pieces, but not pieces because it's all connected and we're all one and there is no Mm -hmm. separation, but yeah, the, and you can't say place because it's not a place. It's not far away. It's all right here. Oh my gosh. It's you're just, you're, you're, (laughs) you are saying a mouthful (laughs) because it's true. It's so, first of all, it is so hard to wrap our human brains around, right? We have, we have these experiences where we need a description and I don't know that we could truly describe the magnificence Mm -hmm. that it is with words, the magnificence that it is. And, and I love that you said, you know, like the, the, the life review, you think, okay, you think they're done yet? Like, can we, can we, can we see if (laughs) they're available? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, that's the unfortunate thing is, is sometimes people have had readings with other mediums where they've been told, oh, sorry, they can't come through. They're still in life review or they're, you know, they're not ready because they're going through a healing phase or, you know, something like that. And it's just a shame because it's not like that. I've never experienced that. That's just an excuse in my opinion. And so, yeah, we have to not try to have all of the answers to what does go on after we pass. If we had all those those answers, I don't know, would we even bother coming here in the first place? Like there's got to exactly. be <laughs> something that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just making sure that we are open to the fact that there's too much for our brains to understand and that's okay but that everyone in my opinion has gone to the most beautiful place that you can possibly imagine speaking of time so i have had an experience where a friend of mine passed let's say on a thursday and on saturday boom he was right there and you know and he's trying to get my attention and i can sense him i can feel him and it's like i i i just have to say i'm okay i'm totally okay i'm fine i'm good i'm okay it was tragic but i'm okay um and and in that moment i found it really incredible because um 
he was 36, I think. His parents, and now it had only been two days. So they were in the throes of shock and, oh my God. And, you know, um, and in those moments where, you know, he's taken to wherever they go to be prepped for however we're going to do the service or whatever. And he wanted to be cremated. Um, so I, one of his parents wanted to honor that. The other parent wanted him to have a burial. So they were having arguments within those that 40, 48 hours about what they were going to do. Now, they were in Phoenix. I was in the Bay Area. And I'm in my kitchen doing my thing. And all of a sudden, boom, he's there. And he says, they're fighting over what they're going to do with me. Tell them I don't care. I'm totally fine with whatever. They're fighting. Let them know right now. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm, I'm like dropping everything and I'm reaching for my phone. <laughs> I'm texting my friend. I'm like, are his parents arguing about what they're going to do with his body? He needs to know. Stop fighting and let them know he's okay with whatever. And so my friend Gus gets a hold of his sister and brother-in-law and, and they were, they were wow. in the midst of an argument and they were like, and the first thing they said was, oh, he saw us fighting. <laughs> of course. Of course. And, and I mean, it was yeah. truly, it was amazing. So, so having explained that story, um, what are your experiences with the ones that have happened so quickly? Well, I have had some experiences like that where someone's come for a reading, not knowing that someone had passed. Yep. And so I'm describing who I have here with me, you know, a man, um, whatever. He was showing me something about his his nerves and, and um, muscles and, and things like that. And just, you know, specific things but she couldn't place this man. She couldn't figure out who this was. And, you know, it's hard in a reading when you can't place the person because you're trying to do an evidential reading. <laughs> you're not, you, you know, you want to know that you're the, the information is going where it should, but you also mm -hmm. have to be okay with, okay, well, let's give this some time. I'm sure this will make sense. And, and we moved on. And, um, you know, get a message the next day. He just passed the other day and I didn't know, you know, things like that, where, where when you don't know someone has passed and you just happen to have a reading and they're coming through just within a few days of their passing. Ooh. Yeah. And I would never want to spring that on someone. Right. No. And, it, and to me, you know, when she messaged, she, she said it was very comforting to know that he was reaching out to me already. And, uh, and I think that's pretty great. Oh, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And it, I, I often find myself wondering, so, you know, they may have passed a day or two ago mm -hmm. or that morning and, and bang, Suddenly they're, they're coming through us. Um, and then there are the others who passed, you know, years ago that still haven't come through. And the person in front of us is asking us why. Yeah. That and, is a mystery. Oh, it is a mystery. And, you know, and, and 
I don't believe for a second that it is for reasons like you were talking about earlier, that they're busy mm. in a, a, a healing camp or, or, um, or they've, or what's been told, oh, well, they've reincarnated and they're, you know, they're already here yeah. somewhere. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I can't, <sighs> I, can't I can't. Yeah. But I think that we, we just continue to move on, right? We continue to learn and grow and do our thing. And the universe is unlimited and we could be having the time of our life with whatever plans that we can't even conceive of in this mortal brain. Yeah. And then, and then boom, there's a time and place and the right medium and they're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is interesting to kind of like, think about how do they know uh, that this is taking place other than of course, always being connected through some thread of love. That's it. It's the thread right? of love. That's what, yeah. that's how I see it. That's yeah. absolutely how I see it. And whether or not it. you would say in life that it was about love, right? Because there are mm-hmm. times where someone comes through and the person doesn't want to hear from them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, for but sure. It's the bigger kind of love, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the beyond the human resentments and troubles and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the love that was there as part of all of that. Yeah. The soul love. Yeah. Yeah. I look at it like how I see it. It's like a guitar string. That love never dies. And when we are connected with somebody through that string of love, when the guitar string is flicked, it vibrates all the way up and all the way back and all the way up and all the way back. And I see it like when we yearn for them, when we think of them, when we smile over them, boom, that, that guitar string is plucked. Mm-hmm. And and they immediately know. That's how I see it. They immediately know. Yeah, I love that. I agree. What is your take on reincarnation? Hmm. Yeah, another big question, eh? Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a thing because energy is energy, and energy doesn't stop, and energy doesn't die, and all of that. Yes, but I don't necessarily see it maybe the way that we usually think of it. Like, I definitely wouldn't see one soul being like a separate soul or spirit only being in one life and then only being in another life and just doing that. I feel like because we're part of a bigger you know, energy or God or whatever spirit, Mm -hmm. like spirit, the big spirit, right. We can have like this splitting off. I I feel it more as it's spirit. Just focusing its energy in one spot. And we are attached to that as like an identity of this is me. This is Jenny in this life. But I think we can have access to other lives and other timelines and don't necessarily have to call it mine. You know, like, I think that's why so many people will say, Oh, I was Jesus in a past life. Like, you know, if it, if Jesus was one person, (laughs) 
I'm just using this exact example because it's super yeah. popular, right? Yes. <laughs> um, or Cleopatra or, you know, something like that where they're a known figure. Um, it can't be all of us if we're only living one life, right? But I think that we can tap into past lives and future lives, much like I feel as though I can connect with my future self, right? So I don't think that we, if we do, here's, let's put it this way. If our one spirit does go into another life after, I don't think it's right away. There has to be that part that remains behind that holds the memories of the life lived because you and I are communicating with those spirit people all the Mm -hmm. time. So, you know, I've had people come through that died more than 50 years ago. So what is the timeline? What if, exactly. and again, there is no time. So it's tough. It's really tough. It's another one of those things that I don't want to have a set belief that exactly. we pass, we stay in spirit, we heal, we, you know, wait 500 years and then come back. I don't want to go about it that way because it just doesn't feel right. But what I do know is our souls have experienced more than just this and will continue to experience more than just this life. Agreed. And that's, that's kind of just where I leave it. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. There are some people out there who look at reincarnation like a revolving door, you know, like, like we, we, we die in this life and we get there and through the revolving door and come right back. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that. That doesn't feel right to me. No. Obviously the work that we do, we're still connecting with these personalities, these people, the people that they were. Um, but the soul is more than we can even comprehend. Right. And, and, and I do believe that we have access to all of those lives. Like you were just talking about, like the way that I see it, I'm going to go back with another analogy, like the guitar string. Mm-hmm. So the way I see it, it's like the soul, our soul is like, like the computer hard drive. And, and each life experience is just a file within that yeah. soul, you know? Yeah. And so our soul comes for whatever experiences we need, for whatever growth, for whatever healing, for whatever movement. Um Being individual, like you were saying, you know, that it's a, that's a, it's, a, it's an individual soul, soul for each different life and each different experience. No, no, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make sense. That just, yeah, make there's, sense. there's the bigger, the, yeah, I don't know. Would we call it an oversoul or something like that? I, I don't know. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, I try not to get into the very strict beliefs of this is how it is. Exactly you can't. <laughs> it's true. And, and a lot of people, you know, what I've learned, what I've learned since 2006, when I was attuned to the Reiki, I mean, there are no black and whites mm-hmm. with spirit. Mm-hmm. There is no this way or that way or the highway yeah. because it's so massive and we're going on with our mortal life, getting through what we're getting through, trying to place everything into a little box with our little judgments of what everything is or should be. Do you have any thoughts 
anything that you'd like to impart on people who have not experienced sitting with a medium, who might be interested, or who just might be coming into their own spiritual experiences? you have any words of wisdom? Well, I would say that, first of all, the belief that you are loved and supported and surrounded by spirit all the time is a good place to start and then go from there, right? Um, a lot of times people think, well, why would anyone come through for me? Or, or you know, I don't know if that if that's true for me because I wasn't close to someone in spirit or something like that, right? Start there that like, just commit to trusting and believing that spirit always has your back and is always supporting you. And your loved ones are always reaching out to you, no matter what happened in life. In terms of reaching out and having a reading, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's your first reading, make sure you're ready, make sure that you are open and not, uh, you know, not coming into it with a bunch of expectations of I must hear X, Y, and Z, because that doesn't always work. And opening up to your own abilities, or, you know, if you were wanting to just be to feel more in tune or become more, again, it's that sort of like surrender, I guess, to letting things unfold without you needing to ah, <laughs> your tattoo I was like is this some sort of sign no you're <laughs> yes surrender right I love that that is a big message um yeah just <laughs> surrender because you know don't create resistance about things we're not always going to know the answer but there is always something higher power spirit whatever you want to call it supporting you ask for signs right ask for a sign ask for guidance and then get out of the way and let it happen thank you so much for being here with me thank you so much jeffrey this has been awesome you're amazing oh thank you you're so good at this no you are thank you (laughs) no you are (laughs) thank you again for listening to the something super spiritual podcast if you know someone who would enjoy this episode please do share it with a friend for show notes links and to purchase a mediumship reading my website is something super spiritual.com you can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app sign up for my newsletter for bonus content And to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now. Namaste.